We are live for episode 67 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is Thursday, June the 30th, and I'm the Destiny Bad Boy, not Ryan Fox, here with my fire team. Who all of you CCBs know by now? Jared? Yeah, he calls himself the bad boy, but really that's just a, a, what a degenerate calls himself as a bad boy. So he's really the Destiny degenerate boy, but yeah. And the Chronicler himself, Chad Ocero. I'm I'm just really happy to be here and uh, be here with uh, the bad boy himself and Jared. <laughs> Remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe and unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada, yada, yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us punchy friend requests so we can play together. The links for those will be in the description, as well as the link to our Discord server. Uh, newcomer Sam with the TWAB this week, but you'll hear more about that after we listen to the intro music brought to you by everybody's favorite link, who you can find on Twitter at Link of Time G. everyone uh this week we'll have some airborne effectiveness talk going on and chris proctor has joined the TWAB to talk about it so if you remember him he's he talks a lot to the community through TWABs and through other podcasts he was on master breakdown whenever mercules was still there he was on uh, the dcp podcast so he definitely knows how to uh to talk to the community and try to put stuff in terms of where we all understand and we can come together and uh, and know all the changes that's going on and, and mainly PvP and some PvE stuff here too. So airborne effectiveness, so basically before we get into the, the numbers, all primary weapons are getting a little bit of a buff of how accurate and aim assist that they get in the air and raise some stats of some exotic weapons because they can't get Icarus on it. <clears throat> And uh, some some buffs to some weapons in PvP in general. So that's some um, time to kill issue uh, buffs a little bit. And then um, some PvE buffs also. So we'll go ahead and get into what's up first. And that is primary weapons and airborne effectiveness. So when they launched this earlier this season, they uh, wanted to take their time and to evaluate how this new mechanic is behaving in-game. And through several weeks now, they've realized that Primary weapons are a little too weak in the air, and we also don't have the ability to build heavily into AE. So across the board, um, all primary weapons are getting a buff to AE, so it depends on what type of weapon it is. <clears throat> so auto rifle, pulse rifle, scout rifles, and SMGs are getting about a 40% buff to their airborne accuracy penny re- penalty redux- reduction. So your gun, straight up more accurate in the air out of the box so <clears throat> if the AE stat was low let's say it was at 10 it's basically adding around 15 to where that 10 is now but the, it's the AE stats going to remain at 10 but that 10 is going to feel a lot better at lower stats hand cannons and sidearms are getting 20 percent, and then bows 30 <clears throat> so 
Um, your the cone size of the penalty is getting reduced reduction, so your bullet should go straighter at lower values of AE. They're also removing some of the aim assist penalties while in the air. So auto aim, that's bullet bending, uh, that's MK and controller penalties getting reduced by 20%. And then airborne magnetism, so that's control only, that penalty is getting reduced by 40%. So we got some perk changes coming to weapons. Air assault will now give a plus 10 base to all weapons and then whenever the perk is active it gives an additional 60 so that when it's when you're at that super low health you will be getting 70 air effectiveness uh, extended bag is getting plus 10 ae and then also steady rounds is getting plus 7 ae and um, i'm probably thinking back to i've deleted quite a few palindromes that i wish i held on to that had extended mag um but that's why um you just never delete everything and keep your vault at max right uh so i tried um, jared <laughs> steady rounds at plus seven you know steady rounds does hurt your range so depending on the archetype you could easily throw that in uh, on some weapons that uh, the range don't matter as much uh, so like you're looking at sidearms sidearms it's, it don't really matter much if you push the range out all the way kind of only matters about like a half meter so steady rounds might be the play there so now we're going to get into some weapon weapon archetype changes so uh hand cannons 180 rounds per minute so this is what luna's how used to be back in the day it's what uh, not forgotten yeah what not forgotten used to be so right now you have like a the service revolver from the seven service seven Sarah service revolver you got the the one from Iron Banner. I never used it. It's that solo one. Um, I remember uh, Malfeasance is also 180. So they are increasing the body shot damage in PvP from 37 to 40, which moves the crit value from 57 to 60. So this is pretty important. So now the hand cannon can two crit, two body. It used to be three crit, one body. So if you do that math out, that's 240s and 260s. That gives you to 200 damage, and that will defeat up to 10 resilience anybody in PvP. So um, it don't matter what resilience somebody's running. You can always two-head, two-body. Auto rifles. Uh, what was the the 180 that you everybody used to get uh, oh, Luna's house? Trust. The one from uh, Trust. Yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, that that was a good one. It probably wouldn't be... 180s don't feel real good on mouse and keyboard, I don't think. But they felt real good on controller. I think it's because of recoil straight up and down because they're a precision frame. That's why I don't, it don't, it don't feel good on MK. Um, next up is auto rifles. So the 450 RPM frames was the precision frames. Uh, they, they kind of fell behind in PvP. Everybody's usually adaptive or rapid fire. So they increased in the body damage from 1 from uh, 19 to 20, and then was changed to the precision multiplier from 0.6 to 1.6 to 1.5, but that means the crit damage stays the same. So basically, uh, you'll be able to change one shot to the body compared to what it was to the head and achieve the same time to kill. So it just makes that a little bit easier to use. Next up is scout rifles. Um, you know, Bungie's always talked about they're very, they don't want scout rifles to be the meta. 
in PvP because everybody just hangs back on the back of the map, don't really push forward. There's not much flow to the game. But uh, there's definitely some room for them to improve a little bit. So the precision frames, precision frames are getting lots of buffs for the, on this next uh, patch coming up right before Solstice. Um, the body damage is going up by 4 from 34 to 38. And that moves that crit from 54.4 to 60.8. Um, so two bodies and two crits does 197 damage in PvP. So that's around an 8 or a 9 resilience. So majority of players are not running that unless you're a Titan. And there's a lot of Titan lower leg going on. So um, like if you're playing Trials, uh, expect the other team's resilience level. It might depend on what you want to use to take them out. Because while when resilience ten, uh, you're not doing that two head two body with this with the precision frame scout rifle. So precision scheme, precision precision frame scout rifles. Uh, you have a lot like tears of contrition from this season, mm-hmm. hung jury, um, the staccato forty six from this season, and then uh, vision of confluence. Would be mm-hmm. one you could run the raid for. That's and, class, by the way. Yeah. And then uh, the Royal Chase from a few seasons ago. Uh, but I think that's the main ones, right? Precision Scouts. Mm-hmm. And then next up is the High Impact Scouts. That's 150 RPM. Body damage from 38.2 to 42 and moves equipped from 66.9 to 37.5. Um, so if you want a two head, one body that does 189 hit points, but that's like at a two or less resilience. And that's a very rare to run into in PVP. So you think of Jade rabbit, Jade rabbit, you can get around with this. So like your first shot's a body shot. And then your next two is a headshot. You get that extra damage from hitting that body shot first. So, uh, Jade rabbit might be pretty good here, depending on the map. And then uh, legendary, you have the Percy's that came out this uh, this expansion, uh, which is the uh, the, the it's in the the stasis one. That's the word I couldn't find it. And then also the pointed inquiry, which you can get red frames of that and craft it. Um, I don't know you scout rifles. I just. They never really feel that good to me because I think because they're so sluggish compared to the other weapon types, except for the lightweight frames, which is like Nightwatch, and that's the 200. Or you can always like Nightwatch, and then the rapid fire frames with the built-in uh, fire firing trigger is always uh, nice to go with too. So these are probably definitely the two least used frames for scout rifles. Um, so that's pretty much it for the PvP time to kill changes. Um, Chad, like those Hank Kinnon changes, I know you're you're still on the controller for now. We haven't converted you yet. We'll we'll continue to work on you. But um, do you ever use 180s now? And does, does this one make you put one on at all in PvP? Um, not in PvP. The okay. only one that I use is Malfeasance, and that's literally only in the raid on the last encounter because it's it's fun to me. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, I love Midnight Coup too much. So I only really use, because I have so much time on that gun, I only really use 140s because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the anything, anything faster fire rate for that, it, it throws me off because it, 
I'm just not used to it. You know, I'm so used to the 140s that anything anything different is weird to me. Um, but I mean that it's a good change. It's it's going to be something to test. I'm gonna I might take malfeasance in there and just you know just to see how how it it does in PvP. Um, but uh, you know I I'm more of a 140 guy in there anyway. So so that change doesn't do too much to me. Yeah, there are a few hand cannons out there that um, have explosive payload or time payload as 180s. The additional rate of fire of 180s and the MPVP can really throw you off and then the extra payload. So you can definitely easily achieve that time to kill and throw the other people off with flinch if you have a a hand cannon with one of those two. All right, here's a change that might be really good uh, in PVP. It's probably needed. So uh, pellet shotguns um, could use some love in PVE. So they're increasing the bonus damage from 10% to 25%. Um, so you think a fourth horseman. Fourth horseman might be super good Ooh. now, depending on, like, um, let's say you're running that bait-and-switch linear fusion rifle, and you got auto-loading shotgun that is on that's only cost one this season. So you can the throw holster. that on your boots. You have the holster mod. Um, and do a bait and switch heavy and then switch that back to that shotgun and just pump it out and, and just reproc bait and switch, shoot that primary for a second, come back to that linear fusion rifle. Might be the, the DPS strat, depending on where the boss is. That's a, that's a good thought. <clears throat> like Keitel. Yeah. Uh, in the oh. duality. Absolutely. Ew. All right, next up is Glaives. And Glaives in PvP with the, the ammo changes, uh, the special brick was only dropping one on a kill. And now they changed that to a two. So now it's going to be able to keep Glaives going in PvP if you're one of the ones using that. Uh, I know there's people there's, are starting to catch on a little bit. More and more YouTube videos are coming out about it. Um, I just, I'm really not into them. I'm trying to level up this. Like this week, uh, season uh, challenge is to get glaive kills on the Leviathan, basically. And I try to use the, the the hunter exotic one just to change it up and try to get it leveled up. I got to level three now, which is you know highest it's ever been. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I just it's, it's not for me that weapon type, that gameplay. Have you played against like a glaive god? And like, did you, I know we all dabbled in some trials freelance i believe did you guys mm-hmm. play against anybody that was just super good with the glaive that would just block all your shots and hit you at stupid ranges with that projectile shot and everything very frustrating but mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> you could tell they had i had one person that killed me and i went to inspect them and they had like nine thousand crucible kills on their glaive or something <laughs> stupid and i was like oh my god oh man or they wore me out. Yeah, that's dedication. Um, I hope I don't oh, see yeah. them. Just like I don't. I hope I never see the fighting lion mains. I just, I just don't <laughs> want to see them in Crucible because I just know if I see somebody, the fight lion has like twenty k kills. And like oh, this is going to be terrible. I might as well just leave the match now. So, yep. Um, damage scalers on trace rifles. So that's killing tally, interceptor. Um, and well-given form mode, which is on um, Wave Splitter, 
or not getting the right damage buffs. So um, that is coming later in season 18. They're trying to get that fixed. So yeah. uh, now it's time for some exotic changes. And this is probably uh, some fun ones here. Um, everybody's favorite linear fusion rifle, the wrench driver, is still oppressive in PvP. So they reduced the aim assist from 32 to 22 and reduced the suction against players. So um, the aim assist nerf is also getting applied to Arbalest. Um, I forgot to mention before, but linear fusion rifles are getting a buff in PvE. So this last season, they, they upped the amount of flinch that you can get from them. So now that flinch is only going to come from players and not from PvE enemies. So the flinch is going to go way down for them in PvE. Um, all right, next up is Galahorn. I read this was like, oh no, if I was favorite rocket, it's about to get it. But however, they're totally touching it in PvP and Gambit practically. So everybody knows if you play in Gambit, you're going to face Galahorn. Somebody's invading, Galahorn rocket's coming at you. It's very oppressive and it's very frustrating. Um, because of this, I've only played three Gambit games this season. I'm trying to keep those games in the single digits this season. Try to get my season seasonal challenges done at the very end when they're all unlocked. So, um, so the primary rocket has no longer has proximity detonation, and the warpack rounds now deal half damage to players. So I know you two have been in Gambit a lot this season. Do, do you think this is enough? Uh, I, probably. It'll help because they'll have to be a better shot. They can't just like horseshoes and hand grenade you basically to kill you. Um, so, so that'll be nice. But the rocket still tracks, so uh, it'll have to be a wait and see approach. My favorite part about it was if you remember, legendaries outclassed Galahorn because the inconsistency of whether or not the you got the impact damage or if it exploded upon that. So it's kind of, you're going to get that impact damage every time. So theoretically it should have boosted PVE damage, which is uh pretty handy. I'm ready for arms dealer, grandmaster. And if I just sitting down underneath there with Galahorn to launch it up and killing the boss before we went halfway up the elevator, it's going to be a bad day to be that boss. Yeah. <laughs> Brock is on, right? Um, yep. All right. Next up is the last word. Um, man, it was this thing oppressive for a very long time. And when the view was on controller, um, and uh, I think the Bungie's finally thrown in the towel. They cannot properly balance this weapon for controller versus mouse and keyboard. So they're reducing the hit fire precision aim angle by 50% precision, uh, aim angle uh, detects how far off the head you can be and still get the aim assist granted for a critical hit, and then reduce damage and aim assist fall-off distance by three meters. So you got to be more accurate, and you got to be a little bit closer for this thing to uh, to work out. Thoughts and prayers, Grenader Jake. So did you see the YouTube <laughs> video he put out about it? No, no. What did he do? <laughs> he announced his retirement from Trials and Destiny. <laughs> but all reality, like every now when I when like when I watch him, like he really does a card with a different loadout. The joy, of the oh time. yeah, 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 but, absolutely, he does. That yeah. was more of just uh, a cheap shot from me. Yeah. I'm just jealous. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
and he's probably good enough that he can probably still make last word work after this nerf. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next up is Forerunner. Uh, it was getting three ammo per special break pickup in PvP, and technically that's enough for a kill, but that's that's very unforgiving. So now it's going to be four per brick, and reduce the ammo per special brick from uh, max to about sixteen and PVE. And uh, I'm going to tell you what's coming up here. Forerunner is also AE stat. It's going from 22 to 27. Um, so um, if you if you're running trick sleeves on Hunter, and you get plus 50 for aim assist, I mean AE for sidearms. Um, so Forerunner paired with the sidearm for this season, the one from Leviathan. It just slipped my mind. The solar one that pairs with. Drain, yeah, drain. So you could go that and PvP, and just be able to shoot from the air and be be really good with sidearms if that's what you're about. Ariana's Val was also only getting one ammo per special break, so now that is turned up to two in PvP. So Soros Regime, Whisper of the Worm, and as I mentioned, Forerunner and Monte Carlo are getting their AE stats bumped. Soros is going from twenty three to thirty one. Whisper of the Worm is going from nine to twenty. And Monte Carlo has gone from 21 to 29. Why does he whisper the worm there? I'm like, who is jump sniping? With, 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 with? Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, what is that about? People are jump sniping yeah. bosses and stuff. And I was thinking, I was just like, they should just give that weapon 100 and just see how it plays out. That'd be hilarious. Because it's, it's not really being used. And now it can be used for memes, like get it, get it in PvP and be able to perfectly jump snipe in the air (laughs) jump shot 360 no scope exactly yeah be like no way and beyond back in the day Mm -hmm. oh yeah but uh i don't know i think that'd be really cool if they did that with like with that and darcy i think it kind of makes sense yeah darcy yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um new prime awards if you're a, a prime member um you get the mic drop emote which is and a pretty fun emote to use. You just you kill somebody in PvP, sniper them, and you just you drop the mic on him. And uh, the last bit of news here from the TWAB is Grandmasters start next week. And um, if somehow you are unlucky and you get booted while you are in a Grandmaster, you will be able to join back uh, to your fire team. So that's a, a good a good positive change there. Um. Yeah, definitely looking forward to Grandmasters, but we'll probably get into this later because I'm kind of bored with Destiny right now. So definitely looking forward to uh, playing some Nightfalls. And Nightfalls is really stuff I don't really touch until Grandmasters come out because I really don't care about getting Nightfall weapons when the Adept version will eventually be available. Yep, yep. I still right. have uh, one of the seasonal challenges to uh, complete three Nightfalls or whatever. Yeah. Still haven't done that. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll, we'll be getting that done next week. All right. Now it's time for three likes and dislikes from each of us. And um, we do this every week. And some weeks it's tough to come up with some. Sometimes we're coming in hot. Sometimes we're just griping about stuff we wish would be better in this game and, and little things that bring us happiness. I'll go so, last this week. Okay, I'll go ahead and lead us off with my like. 
and I'm I'm liking that I'm it's time to bring back out the the permanent invis hunter build. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be tweaking with it a little bit, but I'm trying to get my resilience up, but still keep my ability at a hundred or a or a ninety, and then my my strength also up probably at least around sixty or seventy. I got to play with the timing and stuff like that to, to make sure I can stay in viz. Um, but looking forward to that. I, I like solo is fun here for a while, but I don't think solo hunter uh, is going to be the play for most grandmasters. Yeah, it's it's definitely be fun to see that again. Um, I I like that I no longer have to do sever missions anymore. I enjoy them for the narrative, but I'm glad that I don't have to log in and do it. So, uh, thanks, Bungie, for that. I'm going to have to bust right. your bubble there, Chad, before you move on, because I know you're not done with all the haunted red border frame weapons yet, and you're guaranteed one a week from that chest. I don't care. I'll give that up. Okay. <laughs> no, he won't. Uh, my like is uh, now whenever I get on Destiny, it doesn't take very long to knock out the seasonal story, the dungeon, the raid and the red border weapon. Um, saying that my dislike is that after I knock out the seasonal story, the dungeon, the raid and the red border weapon, I have nothing else to do. So when you mean nothing else to do, like the loot the, there is there to go chase after it does not really there for you. I mean, <clears throat> the, the issue is, as we've discussed, we have three years of weapons that we already have. And the stuff that comes is marginally better. And the stuff that is important to get, I get, I play enough early to get that early on typically. So now it's like, I mean, I could use another storm chaser, but right now I have auto loading Vorpal. So like, do I really want to sit in that dungeon for, trying to get what is it like clown cartridge or firing line or whatever the especially whenever i'm the divinity guy whenever we're doing hard stuff like it's kind of i don't i don't i don't really know i don't really know what else to do i'm i don't care about pvp enough to chase all these other beloveds and and stuff like that like i i will i will get those before the year's up but i'm not in a hurry to get those either. And I'm, yeah. I'm GM ready. So like, I don't really need bright dust because I'll just buy silver to get what I want as far as seasonal challenges go. <laughs> so I, I don't really know really like what else, what else is there for me to do at the moment. I wish that they would make more grindable activities and focus less on the story. Yeah, it kind of feels we're not having a like six-man activity because we played so much on Wellspring last last season. There's kind of you know not much to go for. So, Chad, what do you got for your dislike? Man, mine's the same thing. Like it, and it sucks because like for me, the only thing is to to grind Wellspring for those those exotics because I already did everything else, unfortunately. Um, and then the red border weapons. Like I literally have to sit and grind the Leviathan and hope I get a, a weapon to drop out of there. I don't like that. I don't like that. There's, there's no, not guaranteed way, but there's no like safety for that. There's no way. Like I can't do 
Because as soon as I get like a bound thing, which they're very rare, it should be like the bound essence should be a guaranteed red drop if you go do a sever mission. That way it's like I'll I'll grind containments and then be like, oh, I got a bound essence. Let's go do a sever and get a red border. Um, no. No, no, don't do that. It's it's only like Jared said, once a week you get a get a freebie. But I that's all I got. I got nothing else this this season but hunting those red border weapons is and there's no way to grind them out. If there was a way for me to to grind them out and actually have them guaranteed to be dropped, I'd be in there, dog. But like I didn't even play yesterday. I did my three missions on Wednesday or on Tuesday and I'm like, do I want to do anything else? Not really. And so I stopped. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, so my dislike is that I haven't did a, uh, a Kaido farm yet in the duality dungeon. And I like, I want a lingering dread. That's the blinding chill, chill clip auto loading because I think eventually stasis is going to come back around and, and be meta again. Um, and then I need a better storm tracer. I mean, I have one with fire in line. That's it. I mean, that's the only positive thing about it. And I just haven't had the motivation to go grind that. And used to, um, it used to be a Sunday thing. Like I see Chad on, we I get him in, and we try to find somebody else or somebody through LG just to to get some boss clears done. And I just haven't had the motivation to do it. And to where I've started playing Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm still in space. Still with super, still with some like space powers and shooting stuff, but uh, <laughs> that's what I moved on to. All right, that is it for likes and dislikes this week. Uh, next up is a short weapons breakdown, and we finally all this has unlocked the chain of command, which is the stasis adaptive frame machine gun that you can get from Zavala, Shacks, or the Drifter by basically doing a reset in the given activity. Uh, so this is a very unique machine gun because uh, it has osmosis as a perk that is selectable. So we're going to go through what it has here. So it's air brake, air head brake for the barrel, high caliber rounds for the mag. And then the third slot is adrenaline junkie or osmosis. And then the last slot is demolitionist or adaptive munitions. So this is basically like kind of just a, 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 mid, a tool to, get, to go take out shields. Um, yep. machine guns got a buff this season, and I'm still not really using them for the most part. This might change when Grandmasters come around, depending on the shield situation and and trying to lead into whatever the burn is. Um, but how are you all liking this machine gun? I mean, I used it a lot to get the dead eye seal done, and you have to get 500 kills with it. Um, and I I used it in Gambit, but I used it on my Warlock. And I have the solar grenade build set up on that. So I very consistently, once I had heavy ammo maxed out, I basically would just keep doing rounds and picking up heavy ammo until I had almost a maxed reserve of heavy ammo. And then I switched to it and mained it the whole time because it's not good for boss damage still. So I just sat there and like cleared enemies out. I would throw a grenade, kill something, and just start shooting everything and like throwing grenades to reload it. I didn't even care if I hit anything with the grenade. But I would I was doing um, adrenaline demos. So I would just proc the adrenaline and then use my just multitude of grenades to free reload the thing Mm -hmm. over and over again. And uh, then I drop a well kill stuff, which would give me back grenades and just keep throwing grenades to reload it. 
And I'm like, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, that's the uh, the Starfire protocol build. Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the protocol build. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I like adaptive, and this thing hits hard enough that adaptive munitions is isn't bad. And with uh, osmosis, you can make it whatever you want. So it's like, I kind of don't really need adaptive if I'm using osmosis because I can make it whatever. But like osmosis demo, meaning you can reproc the osmosis all the time. And you just getting kills lets you lets you throw more grenades, but uh, adaptive is is definitely a a fun perk that came around last season, and I'm happy that it's a thing. Um, but I, I've definitely been having a lot of fun with it as an adrenaline demo, because it's the only other one that can do that, right? Besides the vaulted glass one, I think. Um, I think so. I think there might I be a craftable right. one now, but I think this is the only one. That corrective measure right. was that the vault of glass? Yeah, one? corrective was the vault of glass. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's really fun. Like whenever I've been using the adrenaline demo build as well with it, uh, and I I have enjoyed it, but it's it doesn't feel as good as like twenty one percent twenty one percent delirium did back in the day. So I know we'll probably never get back to those. What were they? Pursuit weapons, I think was the technical term for them. But, you know, maybe one day uh, we'll make it back. But it's it's good, not great. Yeah, I'm out there with you. And all reality, though, this is a great machine gun if you are new to the game. Like, we're bringing up machine guns that we've had for a very long time. Um, But... Uh, this solves a lot of problems, though, if you're new to the game and we got some crazy shields going on and maybe maybe you're lucky enough that you you have divinity and you got a, a p- people that got you divinity and like, hey, we want you to just break shields and put the divinity bubble on people for this Grandmaster Nightfall or just just this encounter or something like that. And, and this is just a simple build to do that. Just throw it on a machine gun. You can just eventually break your shield. That's a, that's a good call, Jared, because... I know I think about it from my point of view, not every, and I'm the exception opposed to the rule for this game of, of people that play. So that's a very good point. I think uh, that takes us to gambling corner. Yes, it anybody, does. Anybody want to, any, anybody have anything else to say about the weapon? Nope. <clears throat> All right. So <laughs> last, last week, our, uh, we decided we were going to do the dungeon gauntlet. So every dungeon in the order they were released, we all ante 3000 glimmer and we all guessed as far as uh, how many deaths we would have combined. So if we had three total deaths, it all added and rolled over through all the dungeons. And I thought we did it over the course of two nights. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Jared's guess was 41. My guess was 33. And then Chad cucked me and said 32. <clears throat> so whoever the closest was, uh, who was going to be right. Uh, our total number of deaths, which you can watch. This was all recorded on stream. And this is with Jared sabotaging duality and killing us with his, uh, eager edge sword with a total of 21 deaths. Uh, so that's with, we had eight in the duality dungeon. So, uh, running through, we had one death in shattered throne, which was 
Jared or Chad right at the beginning, right? It was like Chad. literally before the first flag. Chad got pushed by Jared, but I'm not. I'm not <sighs> saying it. Yeah, God forbid. It Chad always purpose. lands on somebody's head <laughs> when a jump. No, puzzle. dude, I was midair and he jumps right next to me, and I go boop off to the side. There it is. Pit of heresy. We had six deaths. I think two of those were mine in the the section where you're jumping down through the hole with all the spinning yeah, death after traps. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I died twice because I just didn't see the ledge to land on at the bottom. Prophecy, we had two total deaths. Grasp of Avarice, we had four total deaths. And Duality, we had eight. <clears throat> For a total of 21. So Chad won last week, bringing the total... Jared in the lead with 25,700 glimmer. Chad in second with 17,300 glimmer. And the Destiny bad boy himself, not Ryan Fox, with 11,500 glimmer. Now, uh, got together with Mr. Vegas uh, a couple days ago. And I've been kind of keeping this one to myself. I hadn't really told either of the, uh, either of the boys here. But um, just like we did the dungeon gauntlet, we're going to do the grandmaster gauntlet <clears throat> this coming week in between podcast episodes. And we are going to do a 6,000 glimmer ante. So all of us will put in 6,000 and we have to guess how many total deaths there will be in between all six of the grandmaster nightfalls. So, um, first of all, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Um, man, that's it's going to be hard to uh, think about all the grandmasters this this season, <laughs> right? <clears throat> I do I like that though. I will, I will, I will state this again, like I do quite often during Gambling Corner. Um, I have no choice in this matter ever. I have voiced my opinion, and my opinion is that I don't like this ever. Um, so if I lose, it's not my fault. It's Ryan's fault. So I maintain that I will, I, it's not, no. Cause I'm going to lose. And one thing that we should mention is if one of us goes bankrupt, which I am by far the closest to going bankrupt at the moment, in order to buy back into the game, I have to put a weapon in my vault up as a sacrifice and then the other two members rate that weapon on a scale of 1000 glimmer to 10,000 glimmer and then that is my buyback essentially so chad shaking his head he doesn't like the idea of having to give up one of his 250 god rolls that he has in his vault to sacrifice for the game i counted them i counted them because i did a vault purge it's this many yeah, not eight. including craftables because craftables are literally zeros. It's this. No, matter. no, no, no. We said if they had and kill no, counts, no. and we're like, like your osteostriga, that's what, like three hundred and something. What yeah, rank is your osteostriga? And it's 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 a craftable weapon that you can get back within. If you go to Shirochi, you can get it to level sixteen within an hour. So you can right. get your. So it would back. be like. Three, four, five thousand glimmer. It's not gonna be up in that upper. But, 
that's been a well, lot. Of, I mean, a lot of a lot of cost on the emotions there. All I, I would three. do is I would I would snip the picture of it at the level that it's at and be like, I wonder if I can do this again, and then I would dismantle it and then get a new right. one. So now, so now that I know that, I would give you less for a craftable weapon. So <laughs> that's what I said. Craftable weapons should be zero because you can make them. There's no, there's literally nothing to them except feelings with the kill. Well, count. well, Chad, we talked about the drown element and how tough it is to get a bunch yeah, of that. No, yeah. so. See, that is the only different one is raid craftables because those are horrific to make. You have to dismantle 17 raid weapons just to be able to masterwork one. Right. So like I say, there's options. There's options there. So and then plus if the weapon's not if is not like in the world drop pool or something right now, you know, then there's uh there's things we could do. But um I want we'll give everybody a few seconds to think about what their bet's gonna be. So I got I don't the list want, of them. So hold on. Okay, yeah, so give us the list, Jared. Uh, it's Proving Grounds, Insight Terminus, Warden of Nothing, The Corrupted, Inverted Spire, and Arms Dealer. Sheesh. Yeah. So, Corrupted, there's definitely going to be a few deaths there. Proving Grounds. Proving Grounds. That <clears throat> Really, the only part with that was if... The the tank room and the boss room, everything else was pretty straightforward on that. And then inverted spire, warden of nothing. That boss room can be a little tricky just because there's so many champions when you jump down there. So one thing I don't I don't want to everybody unless we all type our chat guess in of what our bet's going to be, and then we'll discuss it afterwards. So we'll type it in at the same time because I don't want Chad to cuck me again uh, and just one under me. So, okay, I'll put it in the, the YouTube chat, by the way. So don't screw anything Okay. Up. All right. All right. Man. All right. I'm ready for mine. Y'all ready? No, hold mm. on. I'm pulling up the, pulling up the YouTube here. So there's six total. Jared, there's not going to be any of your eager edge sabotaging, correct? I won't even have a sword on. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> um, no, I want to do my best to stay alive. I mean, depending on which one, I might be trying to go make heavy, heavy ammo for you all. So we can metal boss, like I would say, like if it aspired arms dealer, um, we want to make sure to make heavy for those bosses because we want to and warden of nothing. We want to melt those bosses. We don't want to mess around in the boss rooms. Right. All right. <clears throat> I'm ready. Chad, you ready? Sure. If you're not ready, let me know. We can we can buy I mean, it. Mike, it's fine. All right. Okay. Chad, you good? Ready. All right. I'm going to type it in YouTube chat. Yep.
<laughs> okay, I typed in 39. Fox oh, no. 38. <laughs> Chad, what did you type in? I was going to type in 37, funnily enough, but I went 32. Okay. Okay. Tag on it, Chad. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm going to guess wrong, so I'm just going to guess the same thing I did last time. That Dude, was if, my, you like, guessed, like, if you would have guessed 37, I would have been, been so hilarious. mad. I would have been so mad. I was like, I think like 36 or 37. I'm just going to say 37 on the high end because it's GMs. And then I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm going to lose anyway, so I'm just going to put in the same thing I did for the dungeons. Oh, that's great. That is great. So what is that? What's right. the what's the middle of the point where it flips to Ryan for, for that? So it's three what is, is you me, bet? six is you, four is me, five. Okay, so five. So if we hit 35... I'm out. So I have 35 to 38 is my only range. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then, so, but like, oh, if man. we wipe, that's only the deaths there. So, like, two was already yeah. dead. Last one dies. It's still just three deaths in that sequence. Wipes don't add deaths because we're already dead. Two of us. Exactly. Yeah. Wipes are just do overs. So it's, it's, it's three deaths, and then we have to start all over yeah. again. So it's it's not like yeah. a dungeon where it wipes, and then we stay at that encounter. No, no, no. If we wipe at the boss, we're going back. Like, if we're doing Warden so. of Nothing, and we screw up a bomb, a bomb phase, and a bomb detonates, and we wipe, that's three deaths. Because all three of yeah. us right. die. And then we get yeah, to start yeah, yeah. over. Yeah. We get extinguished to orbit. All right, that's uh, so aggravating. That is so <laughs> aggravating. <laughs> you know, you know, Fox. We spend a lot of time together. We just, we end up thinking very closely, you know, about a lot of this stuff. So, no surprise there. However, um, I'm sure there's be a little surprise in here for us in this next segment, as Chad takes us through some lore this week. Oh boy, um, I was hoping something would happen this week uh, with Sever missions. Uh, but unfortunately, there's still one more lore book to unlock, so I can't talk about those yet. So something's going to happen this season um, because there's still those triumphs to get, and I, I'm hoping it's next week. That way I can start talking about all that. But uh, instead, we're going to talk about some of the the exotic lore that came out with the uh, with with some stuff. We're talking about some armor pieces. Uh, we're going to talk about a ship, uh, and we're going to talk about a ghost shell. Um, because they're kind of tied in together, those those three things, oddly enough. Um, uh, one of them also is going to answer one of, I think, one of Ryan's questions in the very beginning of, of this season. But uh, this first one is going to give a little bit of backstory to the Hunter Vanguard. So it's Caliban's hand. And Caliban is, as some people might know, was the second Hunter Vanguard. Um, I think he beat, what was it, T- uh, Tallulah? He he won a bet against her in order to become the Vanguard by accident. Um, which I think every Hunter Vanguard since then that's won the dare has not wanted to do it and has won by accident. Um, so Caliban's hand starts out with Caliban. Caliban eight had the singular misfortune of winning the position of Hunter Vanguard in a card game. He didn't even play. All he'd done was deal the hand that lost to Lula Fairwind's bet and her life to an Ahamkara. Not a day went by where he didn't wish he'd cheated. At least then the wish dragon might have killed him as well. Now he sat as the second hunter vanguard in the city's history, chained to the desk in the tower. 
responsible for a breed of guardians notorious for their unwillingness to answer communications or follow directions. Lula knew how to inspire a sense of camaraderie in them, but Caliban? He was just a guy who dealt the wrong hand. Leaning back in his chair, he flipped a light-heated knife between his fingers and tossed it up into the ceiling. Its molten edge slid into the steel and instantly cooled, stuck alongside the half-dozen blades he'd previously used to deface his office. It had been a slow afternoon. A light knock on his door caught his attention. An unassuming figure robed and masked in white stood at the entrance of the room. Hard at work, I see, remarked the speaker. Caliban scoffed as he got to his feet. Not sure where you expect me to do from behind a desk. You know how hunters are. The speaker nodded, then looked up at the ceiling. How many knives do you have up your sleeve, Caliban? About that many, he joked, pointing upward. Then it seems you must get up and collect them, much like your hunters. Caliban began to reply, but for once he didn't know what to say. The speaker turned from the doorway and called out over his shoulder. Take your time, Caliban. The desk will be here still when you return. So it's just a little, little tiny backstory and uh, bringing the speaker back, which was kind of neat. So he uh, he kind of... He, Caliban felt trapped in, in the Hunter Vanguard position. He felt like he, he didn't want it. Obviously, they all do at first. But uh, the way the speaker put it is, you can still be a hunter and be the vanguard. Go do what you want to do. The desk in the office will still be here. It's not going anywhere. So he was still able to go and, and be his huntery self, which was nice. Um, the next one, which I think is going to answer Ryan's question about uh, his his vanguard leader, Ikora, um, is Trespasser. It kills me to say it, but I'm really impressed, the voice says, an echo reverberating from the past. Ikora does her best to keep focus, to push past a breath of resurging anguish. But a nightmare like this refuses to be so easily ignored. It stands at her side, wearing her friend's face, horn and all. The ribboned edges of his cloak swaying beside the hand cannon holstered at its hip. It speaks with his voice, but its words are false and dripping with poison. She forces herself forward, climbing the steps to the Leviathan's entrance. Walking in uninvited is usually my whole thing. It continues as it floats beside her. Unless you started taking after me? You're nothing more than a memory, Ikora replies without looking at it. You are not him. Can't argue with that logic, it says, flashing a smile. After all, he's dead. Ikora flinches as the nightmare circles around, hovering over her shoulder. Thanks to Zavala, you, and most of all, thanks to Aldrin's saw. Ikora's brow furrows and she clenches her fists, continuing her ascent. He shot me with my own gun, the nightmare presses. Do you remember that? Ikora picks up her pace, still the nightmare follows. I mean, you must, right? It asks. What was it you promised to do? Mount his head on his precious throne? That was some real big talk, Ikora. But instead of doing that, instead, you welcome that scumbag to the tower with open arms. So I'm thinking, either your memories are a little mixed up, or maybe you really have forgotten what that murderer did to me. Crow is not Aldrin. Ikora seethes. The nightmare smirks. Right. Just like I'm not Cade. Ikora spins on her heel, chest heaving, void light flaring in her fists and deep within her eyes. But there is nothing behind her. Only the emptiness of space. Ikora, Eris's voice crackles over the comms. Perhaps it would be best for you to return. 
Ikora breathes deeply, palms flat at her sides. She gives the Leviathan's doors one long, final look before turning back. So she's not involved in this season because she would probably destroy the Leviathan by accident from her anger. Um, and we need to explore it. So uh, she needs to go back home. Um, next, we are moving on to my my big boy, my, my robo-uncle, Saint-14. And uh, his little story of what's going on this season. So first we're going to go with Second Chance. That's the uh, exotic arms for the, the Titan. A high-pitched whistle echoed off the walls of Bannerfall as the shield soared through the air. It ricocheted off one broken pillar, then another, before Shax caught it in midair. He held it firm, its void light illuminating his armor. So, how is he? asked the Crucible Handler. He threw the shield back the way it came, bouncing it off a tree and then a crate until it landed in Saint-14's deft hands. No change, Saint answered with a frustrating sigh. He hurled the shield forward, watching it rebound back to Shax, who caught it and held it again. Sometimes I... Saint's voice trembled as he trailed off, and Shax lowered the shield to his side. Yes? Sometimes I wonder if I deserve this, Saint continued. I keep thinking back to the Elixni who cowered from me in fear, the monstrous things I did to their people. What if Osiris is being made to pay my debts? Slowly, Shax lowered the edge of the shield to rest on the ground. When I was a warlord, he said, his voice unusually quiet, I inflicted immeasurable pain and suffering on both humans and Elixni. Now I train guardians for battle. Some might even call me a role model. It was Shax's turn to sigh. But they'd be wrong. He lifted the shield and gave it another toss. Saint caught the shield one-handed and let its light fizzle out. Are you telling me not to blame myself? Shaq shook his head. I'm telling you that people don't always get what they deserve in life. Us included. He formed his light into a new shield and sent it flying through the air. Then we move to the ship. Chad, hold Out on for a of second. his armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has there ever been a time in lore where somebody's made something out of light and somebody else picked it up and did something with it? I'd have to go back into thinking it, but the only thing that I think they'd be able to do that with would be this shield. Cause yeah. like the Dawnblade is stuck in the ground or it's in the hand. Like, I guess you could hand it to someone else, but there has, I don't mm-hmm. think there's been a point of that happening. Um, the blade barrage knives explode. So that's not happening. Um, arc staff, I guess you could probably pass to somebody else. Um, the shields, you chuck the shield. Yeah. So I guess another Titan could probably catch them. Um, Hammers could probably pass the hammer okay. back and forth. Okay. Um, I mean, technically, in the game, if like if I throw a hammer to you and you're a titan, and you throw your hammer at me, if we both don't have hammers, we can pick each other's mm-hmm. hammers back up. Yeah. So that kind of leads to that that being a thing that's possible. Um, and this lore definitely solidifies it. But in the lore, I don't think, I don't think that's a thing that's happened before because most of the time it fizzles out before anything can do anything. Some something else with it. But uh, this is obviously, it's Shax and Saint, and we've seen yeah. how long Saint-14 can hold a bubble. Uh, so him making a shield without a super, I'm sure he can just hold it there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, yeah, but yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I don't think, I don't think in the lore there has been, just in the game. I love the handout gu- golden guns to my teammates, but. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wasn't there something in the lore about, uh, 
with uh, Hawthorne and Crow, like him letting her shoot his golden gun. There might have been. I'd have to look into yeah, that one. I don't I'm pretty, remember it off pretty the top, sure. but it sounds familiar. Yeah, like he, like you know, she's not a she's not a guardian or whatever. So he he like used his golden gun and let her pull the trigger, and they were like laughing about it or whatever. Pretty sure, I'll, pretty I'll sure I read that, that at one point. Mm. All right, so we're going to the ship. Out of his armor, laid in a sterile bed and clothed in linen, Osiris looked thin and frail. Age wears lines into his face deeper than the trenches of Mercury. His chest rises and falls with slow breaths, and the ambient light provided by the surrounding medical equipment casts him in a pale blue shade, darkening the hollows beneath his eyes. He is a threadbare remnant of a man. In contrast, St. 14 is a mountain. Even seated at Osiris' bedside, the titan looms over him like a gargoyle keeping watch. He looks at Osiris' hand, seemingly tiny, cradled within his own. There is so much fear in Saint's heart, so much doubt, and so much unspoken love. Too unspoken. Never again. Saint lifts Osiris' hand to his mouth and kisses his knuckles. I'm glad you're staying, Crow says, appearing in the doorway of the medical bay. Saint stands and only offers a silent nod in response, looking back at Osiris in a moment of uncertainty. Crow gives him a look of sympathy. I understand. You do not. Saint's voice is tight, and Crow feels the shift in Saint's emotion. Not anger, but defensiveness. Tell me something. Up there, he points skyward, indicating the Leviathan orbit over Earth. Your doubts, your shame. They come alive. Crow looks away for a moment, distracted by turbulent memories. Yeah, he replies. That is why I do not go to help, Saint states in a firm tone. Because, because I know Osiris will be waiting for me up there. And I, I cannot bear seeing another thing wearing his face. Crow avoids Saint's gaze. He can feel the uneasy tension palpable between them. Still, Crow steps forward and gently places a hand on Saint's arm. When he looks up into the Exo's eyes, it is not with judgment, but empathy. Saint considers Crow's hand for a moment before drawing the hunter into a tight embrace. You are a good bird. Thank you. We go to the shell, the ghost shell from Trials. One day you will be whole again, no matter how many pieces you have shattered into. Electric lights recessed above the air stair of St. Fourteen's jump ship buzz, punctuated by the occasional plink from a loose ballast. The mechanical din is reminiscent of insects, a subtlety normally lost to the noise of the tower's hangar. But the area is quiet at this hour, long before the dawn, the absence of activity felt deeper, lonelier. Saint sits at the steps beneath his ship, a dog-eared journal clasped in his large hands. The broad's eye embossed on the cover, it is, belongs to Osiris. A delicate lock conceals the contents. Saint's thumb teases the corner of the clasp. It would take insignificant effort to break it. A significant violation of Osiris's privacy. Still, the temptation pulls at his fingers. Geppetto, Saint's ghost, transmats in over his shoulder. Call for you, she says with a glance down to the journal and then affixes a firm eye of judgment on him. The titan shrinks away from her stare. Put it through, 
Saint says. He welcomes a distraction. Saint. Misrak's voice comes loud and clear through Geppetto. I did not expect you to answer. It seems we are both unable to find proper rest. Yes, Saint agrees in a small voice, his attention wavering. What was it you needed, Misrax? We have a supply shipment that just came in, Misrax says with a hint of hope in his voice. We could use another set of hands. Saint does not immediately reply as he runs one hand over the journal. Geppetto nudges him and he sighs, setting the journal aside. I can help, he says. You point, I lift, right? His weary laugh is telling. That's good to hear. Ido has been looking forward to seeing you again, Miss Rex says gently. Saint nods to himself, slowly rising from the steps. Geppetto zips over and transmits the journal back to Saint's home in a crackling stream of light. Thank you for thinking of me, friend, Saint says over his shoulder. Geppetto looks to him, unsure if his words were directed at her or Misrax, but then she realizes it was both. So Saint's going through some stuff. We already knew that, obviously, uh, Osiris was in a hospital since the beginning of of, uh, of two seasons ago, actually, when uh, when we trapped, uh, trapped Savathun in the crystal during a uh, season of the lost, but, uh, he's still in the hospital, still comatose hundred percent. And, uh, saints there as probably as often as he can. And, and, uh, we're, we're finding stories of people that are surrounding him with, uh, you know, with friendship and love and, uh, trying to help him out and, uh, trying to get his mind off of things, things that he can't change. Um, so it's, it's good to hear that Miss Rex is around still. It's good to see that that uh, he's uh, Saint still trusts Crow, regardless of what happened during season of the Lost, um, and and recognizes that difference from Crow and Aldrin. But uh, it's definitely gonna be tough seeing what they do with uh, with uh, the rest of that story. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wake up. Go ahead, Jerry. My bad, man. Cyrus must be weathering away. I mean. Everybody got healing nades this season. Why can't we just all just know where he's at in the tower and just start chucking healing nades on him, you know? I don't know. Or a, even a rift. Put a healing yeah. rift down for him. Yeah. Oh, well, just... Uh, <laughs> when I was mentioning earlier, it was it was uh, Crow and Eris, not Crow and Hawthorne. So that was close, but not quite right. And that's in the book, The Voices of the Haunted... Uh, like the first chapter temperament. So, Chad, any hints on what's coming next week? Or are you going to make us wait? I'll make you wait because I haven't figured right, it out yet. <laughs> and that brings us to the mailbag, I believe. Uh, first question overall, how would you rate the first six weeks of this season on a zero to 100 scale? Oh, man. Mm. So the season does not include the dungeon. No, because they're no. separate purchases. Yeah. They're thematically related, but they are separate things, yeah. Um mm, this is a no, I at the beginning of the season there was a lot of hype, I think, partially because of the dungeon, you know, um, which is not included in this. So I would have to give it a 69. 
<laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say sixty-seven. Jeez. Oh, oh. Okay. Yep. Then I'll give it a sixty-eight to be right sandwiched in between that. <laughs> Stuck um, in I the mean, middle with you. Yeah. <laughs> like I've said before, copyright strike. <laughs> story. Yeah. Right. Please. Um, story-wise, it's great. But there's so little content in this season besides like having the Leviathan back. Woo. And I think that's part of like what they wanted us to be excited about for people that played on it. But like having a small amount of the Leviathan. That's it. Like I'm like at first I'm like, oh, this is cool. We're back on the Leviathan. And then like after a couple of days, I'm like, all right, we're back on the Leviathan. Like, right. <laughs> I'm still happy it's there. It's a cool space. But like, I don't want to be there anymore. Listen, let's else. just say it. Let's just say it. Eris is great if she's like the third most important narrative character. She is not great when she is the most important narrative character. Shadowkeep was the worst expansion. Uh, the moon is the worst planet. And this has been the worst season. It's actually a satellite. <laughs> Fair enough. The moon is not a planet. It is. It orbits the Earth. So that is correct, but I still stand by the other the other parts of that. I can, now, I can definitely agree with Ryan. She's a she's I, I very do. good in the background helping, mm. but that's it. I really enjoyed season of the rivals though. She kind of led that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And the, but see, that was building mm. up the Witch Queen, so a lot of hype, and like she was kind of unlocking that part of the Hive mystery, and that's kind of been unearthed okay. now. The Hive mystery, so. I, see where I think Fox you like that from. one so much because you spend a lot of time on IO with your buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I saw you picnicking with him on the last day. Oh yeah, yeah. Next I'm question, kind of, kind of like a part two. Do you think you will get the seal this season? I don't even know what the requirements yep. are. <laughs> I'm already there. I just, I literally just need to get the the books that are time gated. That's all I need. So okay, I'm there. I say this is the least likely title for me to get because I don't see myself playing that containment over and over and over. Oh man, oh, this last week okay. I played so much containment. I think I did like twenty to thirty containments. I was to get red weapons. Yeah, I was doing for that, and I was like using the containment to level up, like the mini tool, level up deliverance level up, you know, just crafted weapons, trying to level them up without just going and sitting at Surochi, like actually doing an activity and trying to make some progress. There. That's, that's what I basically what I use it for now. Next question. How do you come up with ideas for the gambling corner? It's my favorite part of the show, but I need one of you to have to make a weapon sacrifice soon. Uh, well, Why good news for what? you is there's a good chance that I'm going to be having to make a weapon sacrifice soon. Um, as far as ideas, we hit up Mr. Vegas and then try to think of what's going on currently in game. If you if you have an idea, please tweet us at DestinyCCPod or give us a review or join the Discord and send us a message, send us a private message on the game itself, just whatever. Get the idea to us. And there's a really, really, really good chance we'll use it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, after Grandmasters, we kind of get into like doing raids. Like, we never tried to do a three man raid before. 
that might be something if we really get bored of this game and challenge ourselves a little bit. But I think that's like the only other place for us to really to go as like a group as a three to do something we haven't done. But I'm sure there's little challenges out there that we could three man fog, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. What is each of your roles when you're in a fire team together? Uh, I typically play support. So I usually run warlock healing. Well, the divinity, if that's needed in that one, uh, I play longer ranges than the other two. Uh, just try to be alive, try to stay alive, try not to put anybody in a bad position. I'm I'm typically trying to tank um, and pull a lot of aggro from the other two, typically because uh, Ryan needs to be alive because he's he's usually the guy that can add control the best more than I can, um, and we need him for his supers. Um, and then I don't usually have to worry about Jared too much cause he's a, he's a manimal. Um, but he's also over there just DPSing everything in sight and, and, and kind of calling targets for us typically cause Ryan's over there long ranging things. I'm in there in the middle, just kind of putting up a, a barrier, putting up shield, uh, popping an Ursa, um, and taking lots of hits while him and Ryan are typically Jared goes, okay, we're going after that guy in the back and, and him and Ryan take it out and then, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm typically pulling as much aggro as I can. And that's, that's where I'm usually at. I am usually the aggressor. Um, whenever we was playing trials, I was probably the one pushing the most. It kind of happens the same thing. And in, in dungeons and grandmasters, you know, I get tired and bored and I just put on eager edge and start going. Um, Grandmasters usually invis hunter, so I know there's a couple times we we end up splitting, like because I can stay invis by myself. I go get a different angle on champions and uh and just some ads here or there, just um and then occasionally have to be the one to save the day when like they get pushed from a weird angle, enemies teleport they're across the hallway for no reason, wipe them out, and I'm on the other side of the room can rotate around. All right, last question from the mailbag. Uh, did you guys pick up anything in the Steam Summer Cell? And do you watch GDQ? Uh, so I picked up <clears throat> Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VI, and I think Final Fantasy X and X-2. And there was something else I got, but I can't remember. Must not have been. It was one of the Civ games. Like Civ Six was on sale. It's normally like a hundred and seventy dollars, and it was on sale for like eight dollars. So I bought it just because of the deal. I don't even know if I'll ever play the game, but it was so much off that I just bought it. So, and then as far as GDQ, that's uh, I assume you mean the games done quick. Uh, right now, the summer games done quick is going on, so it is a seven day 24 hour live stream on twitch they do one in the summer that's called summer games done quick one in the winter that's awesome games done quick and they have a schedule you can look at on their website to where people live stream and then speed running games from pokemon to mario to dance dance revolution to 
Um, literally, uh, they Destiny was in there for the raids at one like last year, I believe. I'm talking every any game you can imagine. There's probably a speedrunner for it. Uh, my personal favorites are like the Mario and the Kaizo Mario, and like the Super Mario Maker runs. And all the money goes to Doctors Without Borders. I want to say is where it goes. So they usually raise, um, usually several million dollars per week that they do it. Oh yeah, I didn't pick anything up on a Steam Summer Sale, uh, basically because I still have Xbox Game Pass and I usually play about a game a month. Just dip my toes in one, just to justify uh, keeping it. And right now it's that's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I never watched the games done quick. Um, might have watched a couple of speed ones here or there on YouTube, but other than that, that's not a thing I usually watch. I did not. I I am am not a, a big Steam boy like Ryan is now, having a library that he'll never touch. Um, I play Destiny. Um, and some Nintendo games when I don't want to be angry and and because uh, I'm dying a lot. Um, unless I play Hollow Knight, then I'm just really angry. Um. But I also don't really watch much of the speedruns. I, I eventually occasionally will fall down the rabbit hole of like Mario 64 speedruns or or the or the Pokemon ones. Um, but I, I don't typically watch that until I I fall into that hole of like one whole day of me just binging just random like all these videos back to back to back. Um but man, there's some crazy Mario 64 runs and those those Mario Maker ones like I'm just sitting there like I can't get from the first part of the screen to scroll over to the next part. Cuz the 2D there usually you're 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 running through it and I'm like I I couldn't move my whole screen to the next spot. Like I'd move a little bit into it and then I would die. Like <laughs> like these these are ridiculous. Just watching these guys just bouncing, grabbing shells, throwing them midair, doing a little spin. I like, bro. I can't. I don't. I don't know how this is happening. Uh, I, I'm impressed. I I couldn't do that. All right. I think that wraps up the show this week. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Destiny CC Pod. Uh, check us out after reset. We'll get those. Uh, get those grandmasters in we'll stream them uh we'll stream on youtube chad will and then i'll stream on twitch as well uh conqueror's corner both places and i'm gonna let these two guys sign off uh so uh dmg is taking like a little bit of a leave of absence it's taking some time for his mental health um sam you know picked up the slack and did a great job this week um but you know dmg go out there just get healthy just get yourself right and uh, i know when you come back you're gonna bring that bread yeah, like like uh, Jared said, definitely take care of yourself. You are number one, um, so take care take care of you. But uh, well, no, nah, I'm, I'm they know what I mean, Ryan. Um, they are their own main character. Um, but uh, get those seven missions done. Listen closely to the stuff that's going on. If you play some containment, definitely li- at least like start listening at the end of the the containment to hear some some really good dialogue happening between the the nightmares and and the people that are on comms um there's some really good stuff in there and uh go out there and get some red border weapons because i know i'm not getting them go cats love you guys